Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Heavenly Father, we pray that the anointing of your Spirit who is present here will minister to the hearts of every person. That as you inhabit the praises of your people, we humble ourselves before you and give you the glory. This is your house. And we bow down before you and we give you the glory. And we pray this and ask this in the holy name of Jesus Christ. And we all agree and we say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's wonderful, as always, a privilege to be in the house of God, sharing with you what God wants to give to you. Now, before I start this morning, I want to say this. Pastor Harold sends his greetings. And the one thing I want you to know is that whilst Pastor Harold is on a sabbatical, he made it abundantly clear that he's in separation and in prayer. He's probably never been so intense in his life in prayer as he is right now because he's greatly concerned about what's happening in this world, but he's 100% perfectly well. Never doubt this. Pastor George and myself went to pray in the week with Pastor Harold and Maud, and he's well. I know he's itching to be back here, but in this sabbatical, he is separating himself until the Lord releases him to share with you what it is that you need to hear. But there's great concern with him and with many of us because of what the state of our nation is in. You know, this is the house of God. God says in his word, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. God's words saying it is written, a double confirmation, this is the house of God, and here we pray. But why then, if we are a nation who are saying that we 80 plus percent Christians, why is the house of God empty or half full? Why are there people still, after how many invitations, still prefer the live stream, still prefer not to be here? Because God's word still says that his house is called a house of prayer. His house, where his presence is. If our nation was a nation that was truly a Christian nation, 80% plus, there would not be enough buildings in this nation for the churches to accommodate us. But where are they? Where are the ones who are supposed to pray? My father's business is prayer. This was, these were the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. The very first time in the word of God that anything was written of what our Lord Jesus said was when a 12 year old boy was found in his father's house. And when his parents found him, they asked him, where was he? And he said, 
I am about my father's business. Our Lord Jesus, even as a 12-year-old boy, was found in the house of God. Why? Why is the house of God empty and half full? Why have churches closed down in the last two years? One would think after two years, when much of the lockdown is over, that we would be fighting our way back into the house of God because it is here that we are praying. And I want to say something and I want to declare it and say it because it's the truth. Because in South Africa, the churches are lazy. We are lazy in prayers. And that is reflected in your own individual life. Our nation is a lazy nation of prayer because prayer means work. It means you crucify this thing, the flesh. In the hardest of times, it is easy to sleep and to lay in bed. But in those moments when you wake up and you pray, many a breakthrough had come when you crucify the flesh. But we have become a lazy people. And now I'm speaking to the body of Christ. And yes, there are people that are listening. And today I may offend you. But you know what? If God says His house is a house of prayer, I think He's greatly dissatisfied that His house is half full or empty. We are not supposed to be in any other place except in the house of God. Because God teaches us two things concerning prayer. Number one, firstly, we must go and recline unto God in separation. You as the individual, our Lord Jesus said in the book of Matthew 6, He said, do this, go and close your door and pray unto your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 6, 6. So there's a prayer that you pray that you are in your quiet time, your personal individual time with God. And then He says, when you pray, you don't pray vain repetitions. In other words, don't pray recitals. Don't pray the things that you used to pray for. You pray unto the Father by the leading of His Holy Spirit. Because if you pray anything except it is by God's Holy Spirit, it is only mere words. They will fall to the ground and there will be no power in them. And then God calls us all together, a holy convocation, to gather together on the Sabbath day. For us as Christians, as believers, it is a Sunday to be in the house of God. The house of God is holy because it is His house. How can we honor Him if it is that we stay away from His house? I want to ask you a question. If today our president, Sorama Porza, would phone you and say that he wants to have breakfast with you tomorrow, whom of you would say, sorry, I'm not interested, I won't be able to make it? Most of you would go for that. Our God every day sends us an invitation to come and have breakfast and dinner and lunch with Him. And we are cold and we are turning our backs on God because we do not honor Him in His house, which is called the house of prayer. By Pastor Harold's support, I want to do something. In fact, this is what his suggestion is, because this church was birthed out of prayer. Everything in this ministry 
is birthed out of prayer. From the band, I remember when I came here more than 20 years ago, there was, I still remember Wesley on the percussions, there was a small little crowd that was the band or that was the, the choir year, a few instruments were played. And over the years, it kept on getting better and it progressed. But there was prayer going in. And we have today the product of prayer. So the Bible school was birthed out of prayer. So the youth ministry was birthed out of prayer. The youth was birthed out of prayer. This church has always been a place of prayer. If God's house is a house of prayer, how does your house look like? Yes, let's give God the praise offering because He is worthy to receive it. How does your house look like? Is your house different? to the house of God? I want to ask you to do something. We're gonna pray for a minute. You pray it in your own way, however you wanna do it. Whatever you are led to be prayed, we're gonna close your eyes and you can do it now and be silent. You can pray however you wanna pray before God and then I'm gonna pray. Whatever you feel led to be prayed, do that in your own time. Let God's Spirit guide you and lead you in that minute of prayer. Holy Father, God Almighty, as silence is here, our prayers unto you, we pray that you shall receive it. Lord, as we pray this morning, we are greatly moved by what is happening in this world and what's happening in our nation. And those who are present here, we are all in your house, which is called a house of prayer. And this is what we do this morning because we want to honor you. We humble ourselves before you and we pray, Father, that you would cleanse us by the blood of Jesus Christ, purify us and create in us a clean heart, O Lord, and renew your steadfast spirit in us. Father, we lift up this nation before you because there's great turmoil and great trouble that this world is busy experiencing all over, Lord. But we who are the remnant of God, the holy ones, the ones who are filled by your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ who made the way for us that we may call Him our Lord and our Savior. It is by His name that we entreat unto you and ask you, Father, hear the prayers of everyone that have just prayed, Lord. Lord, incline unto them what it is that you want us to pray. Lord, break through for us as a nation. Lord, we pray that you will be lifted up and glorified in this nation. We pray, Lord, and we pray that prayer will be stirred in our nation, that with your spirit of prayer will be released upon the nation of South Africa. And there will come a moment that we will have days of prayer, Lord. We pray from the president to the person who is jobless out there, that your spirit of prayer will come upon wave upon wave in this nation, because you are the only one. You are the only one and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Why prayer? 
Why prayer? This is a topic that many of you have heard of in so many ways. What can I tell you about prayer that most of you don't even know about? I stand here today as a product of prayer. When I joined this church, first time that I went to the sidel there where they had the prayer meetings on a Saturday, I listened to this and I was amazed. I was amazed at how someone could pray longer than five minutes. I was amazed at how many things one could pray within an hour because my prayer life up until that point was five minutes at best. I thought my prayers were good enough, those short prayers. And I realized I was in trouble. I was in great trouble because I didn't know how to pray. Why am I talking about prayer today? Because in the hour that we are in, it is the only thing that is gonna keep us connected to God. Because when we pray, when we pray, we stay focused on God. All the other things on the outside are removed to the outside and they stay there. As, as long as I'm connected with God in prayer, nothing in this world can enter in and discourage me and can get the better of me. Because when I'm in prayer, I am one with God. And the more you stay in prayer, the more it becomes less about you and God's Spirit awakens in you the things that you must pray for. Because we are far beyond the time, but we should start praying. Help me with this, O God. Help me with that, O God. Please help me with that. We are not a helpless people. God has given us authority. He's given us the power. We are the ones that are called in the hour to pray for the things that must happen and that must come. Whatever is happening in this world, whatever is happening in this world, it proves one thing and one thing only. It is all coming in line with what God already said in His Word. We are not caught of God concerning this. Now, if we know then, the hour that we are in, and you know that it is near. We should never walk our days anymore with our heads bowed down. We should walk with our heads looking up because soon He is coming. Soon He is coming. Everything in this world is coming in line with this. Therefore, why should we not listen to what He says in His Word? And when He says that His house shall be called the house of prayer, why don't we do it? I cannot understand, I truly cannot understand that people would go out of their way to suddenly become vaccinated just so that they can go and attend a sports game, a rugby game or a soccer game or a cricket game. We will do whatever is needed so that we can go and satisfy the things of the flesh. I really cannot understand that, but I get it. I do get it. I was there once. But now in the hour that we are in, it is no more time for us to be lazy concerning prayer. Prayer must become your very essence. Amen. In Mark chapter 11, we read of our Lord Jesus Christ in His triumphant entry going into Jerusalem. All His life, our Lord Jesus built up everything to that last week in Jerusalem. Everything. And what happened when he entered into Jerusalem? You can read in Matthew 21 from verse 1 to 11 the same. And also in the book of 
a mark that I want to refer to. Our Lord Jesus came and he entered into Jerusalem, the city of peace, God's holy city. And what did our Lord Jesus do when he entered into Jerusalem? He went to one place only. He went into the temple, his father's house. He was about his father's business because it is there that he showed the world who he is, what we must do, and how to pray. The zeal of God was so much moved in, in Jesus that the next day when he went back into the temple, he walked in there, one man alone, and he upset all the apple cards, throwing down the tables, everyone who was abusing and absolutely walking in total, total sin concerning the house of God. They were doing things that were abominable in the house of God. Trading, merchants, selling. Imagine we open stalls here and we sell food and we tell people, come and buy some computer ticket tickets for a movie or whatever it is, but we make this a place of merchandise. God's wrath is not something we want to experience. Our Lord Jesus saw this and His disciples said, when they saw this, Immediately they remembered the scripture that says, the zeal for my father's house will consume me. This is how holy the temple of God is. But now, where is the temple of God? That's you and you and me and you are listening. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. My question is, what are we allowing in this temple? What are we allowing in this temple? When we pray, what is it that we pray? When we speak to God, which, what, which is what prayer is, when we speak to God, what do we speak? If it is not God's Word, it is only a rambling of words. If you want your prayer life to be effective, it has to be God's Word that you pray, that you speak. So what is the obvious thing that we need to do? Start spending time in God's Word. Know His Scriptures. Start, start speaking it over your life. When God says He knows the thoughts that He has towards us and that they are thoughts of good and not evil, thoughts that I may have an expected end, then God says there is an expected end for me. I must find out what that expected end is. Unless I spend time with God, I will not know what that expected end is. It's not, it's not for evil, it is for good. But what is the expected end that God wants for me? I'm only gonna find that out on my knees. I'm only gonna find it out when I speak to the one who says it. I'm only gonna find it out when I have a relationship with him. I don't wanna stand before him the day when he says, away with you. But the people will say, I have cast out demons in your name and I have healed. And he says, away with you, because I knew you not. There was no relationship with God. And that is what prayer is. It is intimate, personal relationship with God. If that is the area that you are struggling, that's where you start. Start your relationship with God. Because there you speak through Him, and you will come to know that the more you pray, the more you become someone who prays, the less you start praying for the things that you want, and you start becoming concerned for the others, those who are lost. But it starts with relationship with God and praying the Word of God. If God says in His Word, I will abound all grace towards you, that you will always have all sufficiency in all things, 
and added to that, he says, you will have an abundance for every good work, then God's word says what it means. If I doubt God, what he says in his word, it means I make him a liar. And God says, he's not a man that he would lie. So that means I must change. I must become faithful and truly believe that what he says is true. My prayer life will reflect who I am as a person. If I pray for something, I must believe that it is. Smith Wigglesworth said this, said, if I pray, I never pray for more than a half an hour, but then also I never stop praying for an half an hour after that. In other words, prayer becomes a continuous way of living. It is a lifestyle. It is something that God gave to us and His Son proved it. Our Lord Jesus Christ didn't just go into the temple. Let me read something for you in the book of Mark. Let's see how our Lord Jesus Christ prayed. And that will be found in Mark 1, chapter th uh, verse 35. It says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place. And there He prayed. He went out early in the morning. Early in the morning. David writes that early in the morning he seeks God because he's troubled, his soul is troubled, but he seeks God early in the morning. I used to be a person that stayed up late at night. My job was at such that I worked a lot at night and I preferred it that way coming from university days. You know, when you're a student, you know, there's just not enough hours in the day to stay awake. And then when this became real, when I started attending a prayer meeting, I realized, Lord, something must change. And I asked God, still in my infancy as a Christian, ask God, change my clock around. I want to be praying in the mornings because my wife was praying in the morning, I was praying in the evening and we, are, we never prayed together. And instantly the Lord changed that around. 17 years going, I still wake up early in the morning. And that is God's doing. God can do anything. If you seek what God wants for you, God will answer that prayer for you because it is God's desire for you to draw close with Him. Why do we pray early in the morning? I'm not saying you shouldn't pray in the evening or that you're a heathen when you pray in the evening. I'm saying it is the first thing you do when you wake up to start your day with God because the rest of your day will depend upon that. What you pray and what you say in the morning is paving the road for you, what is happening in the rest of the day. Every day that I go into the day, I know I've got the backing of prayer behind me. I have prayed. There are certain things that I've prayed. There are certain things that I do when I pray. I put on the armor of God. I pray the Lord's prayer. Where did I get all this? I learned this here. I looked at the men and the women of God who knew how to pray. Now, how did I know that they prayed? There were results. Their prayer life brought results. The first time I prayed for someone and the prayer was answered, I totally almost fell on my back. I didn't realize how powerful prayer could be. I never prayed for someone to be healed. I never prayed for a work situation to change. I never prayed for somebody to get a financial breakthrough. I always prayed about me. It was me, by myself, and I. That was my prayer. I asked God things about me and I became frustrated. Because many prayers weren't answered. And I thought, Lord, what is happening? Why are you not answering my prayers? And I realized I was just speaking selfish needs. I wasn't seeking God in my prayer. Our prayer must be totally focused upon God. Only about God and by no one else. If we are going to get the churches, the people out there in the streets, back into the house of God, we must show them what prayer is. We must pray them back. 
We must call them by names and we must bring them back into the church. Those of you on the internet, I would love nothing more than for the internet to be shut down. So then the churches will be full. That is my personal, I'm not criticizing people. I'm saying if I had my way, I would cancel all live stream in the world because then the churches would come and it'd be full and they would stand in queues outside and we will be ministering to them because they would come because they have a need. Now we have comfort. We choose how we want to pray and how we want to live because we dictate the terms of how it should be. God's house is here. It is the house of prayer. Don't tell me that the church is not a building. Everybody knows that. I'm talking about God's house. If God said there's a house, then there is a house. It is a place where we gather together. It is the place where the body of Christ is lifted up and edified. It is the place where God's Spirit moves and here we become encouraged and we take what's happening here and we take it outside so that the body of Christ can benefit because of this and the lost who don't know this get to hear about this and they come. That is the power of why God's house is a house of prayer and we will do it until He comes. Pastor Harold said it some time ago, until the Lord Jesus returns, we will be a praying church and we will continue to do so. I'm challenging you today. What is it that you are praying? Look at the seat right next to you. Look at the seat right next to you that is empty. It should not be empty. What are we doing to fill those seats? What are we doing to calling in those who are out there and today they are doing shopping. They're going skiing at a dam. They're going fishing. They're going watching their sport. Today is the Sabbath day. It is the holy day. It's the day that our Lord Jesus rose from the dead. Can I not consecrate one day to Him and make it about Him? If it is one hour on a Sunday in His house, is that too much to ask? But we must stop being lazy in our prayer lives. It is not work to pray when the Holy Spirit is in you. It is a pleasure to pray when the Holy Spirit is in you because you pray God's perfect will that He has for you and God will take care of every other need, even the ones that you haven't prayed for or have asked for because God knows that His Spirit is in you. Prayer becomes a lifestyle. And it must be seen in the way that you and I live. If it is not seen, nobody's, come and ask, nobody's gonna come and ask you for prayer. Why is it that we get testimonies of people? Just two weeks ago, a lady wrote in, a visitor in our church. She came with friends to the church. And she wrote in, uh, sent, sent, sent a WhatsApp to me saying, and I can't even remember it. We've prayed over a simple situation. She didn't have a job. And she was rejoicing and glorifying God because the prayer was answered. A simple prayer. Keep it simple and effective. Your prayers don't have to be all these array of words. Pray specifically. I'm seeing Edgar there and he will attest to this. At the, uh, the fun day, there was a situation right before the end and they couldn't find the keys of the car. And we were walking around and searching for it and they wanted to go home. And he and I, we just got together and we said, Lord, Please remove the blindness from us. Let us see where those car keys are. In fact, and then we prayed, Lord, let the keys come to us. And what happened? It wasn't 30 seconds and his wife Bianca came and she gave him the keys. That is the effect of prayer. Two of us prayed, we prayed by faith, we kept it simple and we trusted in God. That is the effect of prayer. I remember my one daughter there, I'm not gonna show her because she'll feel embarrassed, but 
recently she was writing a particular test and she was very uncomfortable and stressed about the fact that she didn't learn for it as much as she could because she, she, she studies and she enjoys her studies. But a lot of other things happened in the, in, in, in the school, so she wasn't able to, to get to this, that particular subject as she could. And she was very upset about it. She didn't feel she, she did well in that particular test because she set high standards for herself. And my wife told her, this is where you're going to learn a new way of praying. You've got to trust God. You did study, perhaps not as much as you've always done, but now it is to trust God. Your prayer is to trust God, that God will bring an outcome that you desired. A couple of days, the teacher of the class told him in that particular subject, the highest in the grade was 72. So for her, the best was, if she was that person, that would be great. But she, I know she, she aims for higher than that. A day or so thereafter, the teacher gave the results back and she got her result and she got the highest in the grade, far beyond the 72. And he explained, no, by the time that he had marked, he hadn't seen her paper as yet. She had to trust God that nothing she could do by herself to change the situation. Only God could bring about that situation. That is what prayer is and that is what faith is. God moves the immovable and God changes what seems to be changed. You know, somebody said recently, our Lord Jesus, he was a carpenter. So in other words, if there's no door for you that's opening for you, then he knows how to build a door to open that door for you. God is the one who opens doors when we pray. When we pray, we speak the things which are not as though they are already. That is what our faith is connecting to the prayer that we pray. So if we want to see the churches full, what are we praying? If we want to see the people out there being in this building, what are we praying? If we want to see our president safe, what are we praying? Every Saturday morning here, we pray specifically for every single topic because we want our nation saved. We want God to establish Himself on the throne in South Africa. We declare that this will be paradise. The prophetic promises that have been said over this nation, we call it into remembrance because we believe that what God says it will come to pass that is what prayer is and we trust in God for that God's house is a house of prayer it has never changed and it will never change I send an invite to everybody on the internet leave and come to the house of God and see all these beautiful faces join up with your brothers and your sisters and let's take hands together and fill up the house of God for the kingdom of God amen So much more I can and want to say, I hope that you are stirred by the power of God's Holy Spirit because it's He alone that will stir up prayer in your life. You've heard so much about what prayer is, but the question is, what are we going to do? What is my house looking like? Is my house where I live a temple of God? Is my house a house where there is prayer? If I want my wife and my children to pray, they must look at me to see as someone who prays. I remember years ago, we were in a home cell year. We just started becoming home cell leaders. And one of the men, and it's a friend of ours who had passed away a, a year and a half or so ago, he said these words, and he's always stuck with me. When I saw my dad, I sometimes in the morning when I went to the bathroom, I walked past my dad's room and I would see my dad on his knees and he was praying. All the fathers, raise your hands for me. Where are you? Raise the fathers. Are your children seeing? Are your wife seeing that you are praying? Do they know that you are a prayer person? And all the men who are single, you are going to become fathers one day. Are your friends and your family seeing that you are praying? 
we've got to set the example because we are the head of the house. And what we pray, God will establish. He put us there. We must do what He says so that He can do what He wants to do for us. And His promises are yea and amen. And every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies are ours through Christ Jesus. God still says that my word will go forth. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish what I've set it out to do. This is God's promises. What am I speaking? That it will come to pass. I say this. God's word says in Isaiah 54, He says this. All your children shall be trained up by the Lord, all of them. And in righteousness, you will be established. And then concerning what's happening in this world, listen to what he says in the next verse. And you will be far from oppression because you will not fear. And you'll be far from trouble because it will not come near you. This is what my God says. This is what your God says. I take that for my life. I take that for my house. I take that for my children and my children's children. I take it for this church. And we will not be in fear because we will not be oppressed. There will be no trouble because God will take care of us. May He receive the glory. Let's stand and give Him a praise offering. Amen. Yes, let's give Him a proper praise offering for He is worthy to be praised. His house is holy because it's Him that is here. Amen. Just stand there where you are. Raise your hands to the heavens as we close in prayer. Father, we pray this blessing that you gave upon your nation Israel. And that is because you desire to bless us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance over you and grant you His eternal peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now for eternity. Bless your people, Lord. Let them travel safe and let your Spirit, Lord, speak to them and let them come and bring those people and fill up your house, which is a house of prayer. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ and we all agree and we say... Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord, everyone. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.